Welcome to episode 27 of the Dragon Drive Show presented by Summit Racing for August 23rd, 2023. If you guys are new here, my name is Mike Narks and I do a lot of stuff uh, for Dragon Drive. Dragon Drive Addiction mainly, we run dragondrive.com and uh, most of the stuff you see on Dragon Drive Addiction page is posted by me, but y'all, my co-host, Mr. Eric White, has been very, very busy, and we're going to go over a lot of that stuff tonight. Eric, introduce yourself, and then let's get to this, man. we got a big show. I am Eric White. I am obviously your co-host for the Dragon Drive Show and Dragon Drive News. Uh, I run my own channel, 815 LSX Swaps, and I think I'm going to start saying I'm a photographer now as well. Dude, I'm excited. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Let's get this show kicked off. Like I said, we're going to talk about event stuff this time. We're going to talk about Nostalgia Nights. We're going to talk about the long list of events that you and I are attending to finish up, to round out the year. And we're going to talk about Nostalgia Nights that you were at and how you took probably a thousand photos <laughs> and uh, where people can find them and all that kind of stuff. Mr. Jan Haas, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, good to see you in here, guys. Appreciate everybody. I just want to start the show by saying thank you. Um, we've had a huge week on all of our socials. Videos are popping off. Posts are popping off. The Facebook group is growing. We're almost to 13,000 people on that. Uh, we'll go over all those numbers here in, in just a little bit, probably towards the end of the show. We don't have a guest tonight because we are ramping up for Drag Week. So I've got some research I'm doing in the background. Um, I've actually messaged a few more people to see if they can be on next week. We may actually have two or three people on at one time to talk about Drag Week and how that can change everything within the with just in the whole group. Let's get down to it. The first bit of business I talked about last week was that we are going to do uh, an, an issue recap here for Sictamag. Guys, issue 17 and 18 is the largest one I've seen yet. I've obviously gone through our buddy Chris story. We talked about this last week, making the cover of this of issue 18, which is the summer 2023 for him and Phil Balmaceda's trip to Alaska Speed Week, y'all. That is so amazing. And then, of course, the other side is the dart built by Brian Havlick and Jesse Havlick at um, Hot Rods by Havlick. I don't know who took that picture, but it's a great one. Uh, obviously, our buddy Chris Story, the man. But I want to cover, one, you should probably subscribe to the magazine just because it is uh, obviously helping the community. Stick the Mag has built a huge brand, and uh, they're only getting larger. So, Lots of lots of stuff in here, but my favorite article is our buddy Rich Pedraza with the barbecue guys. This this article here is good. It's he he's written it. It's um I don't know. It's a great story about how the Dragon Drive community, the how the Dragon Drive community helped him live his dream, and now is a. I mean I, I don't know. You just have to read the the article, but a few things that popped out to me. Uh, he talks about his entire history of drag and drive and how many events he went on. Here's one thing that's crazy. He's actually won two gear vendors from Rick Johnson. He ended up giving one back and uh, having them draw again for somebody else. But I thought that was really cool. So his first event was drag week 2009. He goes over all the struggles they had on that event. And then he said something that, or I'm going to quote him for saying this, that Days of miserable discomfort with awesome people, I was hooked. That I think that's the best way to sum up 
a week-long drag and drive event, especially drag week back in those days, because it was nothing for them to drive a 1, 1,200 miles uh, on each one. So that's kind of cool. He talks about all of that. It says the first time they did one, they could only go 51 miles an hour because it's like 3,100 or 3,300 RPMs. So can you imagine a thousand miles at 51 miles an hour? Yeah, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. So he talks about 10 years of that, how, you know, how he's, um, sorry, he talks about 10 years of building his sauce recipes and cooking skills within all of that. Uh, he decided to take it to the next level. This was, that was where it really hit me. You know, I, I love the business side of all of that stuff. So he decided to take it to the next level and start a Kickstarter program with the help of Adam Dory and Matt Frost. He was able, you know, on their posts, he was able to get over the Kickstarter um, minimum and end up ordering the first really big batch of barbecue sauces and spices that he was, uh, that he was, had been working on for guys at that point, 10 years. So it's pretty awesome. And then how that springs forward to him, his car's not ready. He's like, I really want to go on sick week. Um, so he reaches out to Tom and says, Hey, I would like to drive the ice cream truck, uh, and hot dog truck and put my sauces on the hot dogs. And then how that basically grew from, just driving the truck to now being, you know, part of now being the sick barbecue brand. So I thought that was a really, really good article. Um, I want to say congratulations to him. He is a great, great dude. And I really like him a whole lot. So uh, he has earned every bit of success that he gets. So congratulations, Rich. Again, that was my favorite article in that magazine. And uh, I had just gotten it the other day. And so I'd not had a chance to read it before we came out here. But then also something special happened with you right? With Sick the Mag stuff. Derek had reached out and said that he was writing an article on Nostalgia Nights and saw all the pictures that I had taken and wanted to know if he could use some of those in the article. So he did. And here is a handful of the photos that he used in the article. So I thought that was really cool. One, that he wrote an article about the event that I was just at, and then two, that he used some of the photos that I had taken. So yep. I thought yep. that was I, really cool. Right, and I snagged those right from the Sick the Mag SickTheMagazine.com article. So that's really cool that that he reached out and uh, wanted to use your stuff, dude. That's always a, a big win for one for you because like that helps just cement why you're there and uh and all that we're we're going to talk about all the events that we're going to be going to i feel like i need to get a point and shoot camera as well as a video camera but i don't know when i'd edit those pictures <laughs> like you guys so you you got you photographers man i i don't have that kind of time yeah i um, think i i think i ended up doing it was about 280 photos per day that got edited awesome. and posted so it was probably probably about 400 per day that I was taken. Right. And then folks can find that, find those pictures on the nostalgia nights, Facebook page, right? Correct. Yep. And then yep. Uh, I shared them all into the dragon drive addiction group as well. Perfect. And then, you know, if you guys want to reach out to Eric and, and hire him, I'm sure he would love to attend more events. And uh, you know, the way to do that is to, to earn a little bit. Cause a lot of times we're sub we're, um, we're tr we're trying to make this work so we can uh, we can attend more. So, anyways, congratulations, dude. That's so awesome to uh, to have 
your pictures used on, you know, on something other than what you and I do every day, you know, which is working here. So right. it's cool to see somebody else recognize that. So congratulations on that. Thank you. All right. Well, dude, let's talk about event stuff that's coming up. I've only got three this week or death week is a go. They that's going to be wild. This Saturday, 9 a.m., they are setting registration. 9 a.m. Eastern. Sorry, 9 a.m. Eastern. So I don't know what that is specific time. 6 a.m., 5 a.m., something like that. Uh, you'll be able to register for Death Week. I really, I, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's either 125 or 150 spots that they're gonna that they're gonna fill for that. So that's pretty awesome, guys. If you want to do it, 2,000 miles, 10 days of drag and drive. You can see all the locations there: Grand Canyon, Pacific Coast Highway, Las Vegas Strip. I mean, the Sequoia National Park, Death Valley. There's all kinds of stuff. I think they're racing it. Um, well. They're racing all kinds of tracks um, all across the western part of the country. So that's pretty awesome. 2,000 miles is really going to stress a bunch of cars for yeah. sure. And they're so, going going through a lot of cool places. So that's that's going to be fun to see the coverage of that. Oh, man. I, like mm. Las Vegas Strip with drag and drive cars and trailers. Oh, oh, oh. Those Get Dude, your cameras sign. out because those are going to be some <laughs> yeah. good photos. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sign me up. Uh, 25 days until drag week, dude. That means I leave in 23. Like yep. I'm, I'm getting a little anxious. Um, I'm, I'm getting anxious to make the drive. I mean, it's like 14 hours, one direction to drive out there. Uh, and I'm not flying because I'm, I'm going to drive my own car. I'm not going to ride with anybody this week. Cause I'm going to try and grab so much content while I'm out there that we can start going through. So if everybody's noticed, I've been putting, uh, back putting, been putting out videos from drag week 2022 while I'm putting together a huge video uh, for that event. We got 25 days until that. We got 25 days until hot rod drag week. Again, obviously love our friends, Brian Acton and Jay Blanchard. That's why I featured them on this photo. I intend to do a daily countdown uh, just to really freak a bunch of people out as we get closer. So you guys can start seeing that. So that's going to be a daily post uh, that you'll see coming up. One Guy's Garage Drag Weekend, 30 days for that group. This event, I think I'm going to be really excited about for you to attend because there's so many long-time drag and drive racers that are hitting this event. And uh, it again, it's one of the oldest drag and drive around. It's been, it was, I guess, technically the third drag and drive event created. You have Drag Week, you have Rocky Mountain that started in 15, and then this one's been around for eight years, so... I don't know, 14 or 15, something like that. So somewhere around yeah. there, congratulations to them. It may be the second oldest, um, actually thinking about it there. And then oh. and I think they only, they only allow like 50 cars, I think in that event. Yep. So, yep. and a lot they've, of them are just they've opened the... it up this year. I think there's 75 or 80 for this year because they had so much draw and the dragon driver stuff is going so well. Nathan and I were messaging the other day, you were texting and he said they only had three spots available in outlaw eighth mile. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome for them. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's, it's so cool to see one event succeed. And then two, like, you know, an event that's been going on that long, just keep growing and, and grow at a pace that they want, not go to that next level, you know, each year. So, uh, and then we've got Tucson, Arizona for King of the open road, the same weekend as one guy's garage drag weekend. So 30 days for that as well. 30 days for King of the Open Road, Arizona. I really wish I could do this. 
Um, if Destroyer 1320 watches this later, dude, let us know if you could maybe hit this one day. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Obviously, they're going to they're doing the 200 mile drive on Friday and then it's two full days of qualifying and racing. They do an elimination style setup. So we won't have data on this because it's not in the drag and drive format that we track, but it still is what we would consider a drag and drive in the sense that you are driving your race car and drag racing. So we'll, uh, we'll get through that. So that's pretty exciting. That's the, that's the next three events that are upcoming. And then obviously we're going to dig in deep on Saturday for the news this week and talk about events. Um, uh, you know, classes and all that kind of stuff we, we do a whole segment on the event updates and who we've heard from who we know what's going and all that kind of stuff so it's always a good one the next bit here i'm going to ask that that you run uh maybe we'll flip back and forth who's running the the slides on that guys in the chat let us know if you like this new slide format i think it looks a lot better than the old way with the uh pictures on a basically a screen share so what we've got up next again 25 days until hot rod drag week um I, these are going to be these next let's see one two three four five six seven events are ones that we are attending before the end of the year and our last one on this list is in december so that's seven events in the next three and a half months yep <laughs> yeah so we're going to be busy folks i'm going to be really really busy and then uh we're gonna just keep sending you to events to get pictures and uh we're, we're, maybe 2024 you'll be spending as much time on the road as i am <laughs> that's the goal that's the goal tell your wife now hopefully she likes to travel she can go with you <laughs> that'll be fun so hot rod drag week guys obviously i'm my intention is to be there on the 16th i'm going to leave here on the 15th again 14 hours just too far in one day really for me and to have any kind of I don't know. I, I want to have some energy once I get there. Spending that much time in a car in a single day is, is pretty tough. So I'm leaving here, going to be there uh, on the 16th, and then we're going to have some fun. Now, after Drag Week, I didn't put this in the slides, but after Drag Week is the race in the NHRA race in Charlotte. So I'm going to go up to that with all of the 850 drag and drive racers. So that's that should be, be pretty cool. cool for like an yeah, like an exhibition type deal um, for them. So it's, you know, again, we talk about the um, NHRA promoting drag and drive racers. And of course, the 850 class is my favorite. And I know several of those folks like Brian Acton. Um, I've asked if Dustin and Steve Trance are going to be up there. I know Steve Brack is going to go race in that event. And there's some other racers that have definitely been invited, but I haven't had the confirmation to see if they're going or not yet. But that should be pretty fun. So, anyways, 25 days from now. And then back to the streets, obviously, September 29th through October 1st. Um, oh, wait. Oh, hang on. That's not right. <laughs> We're missing one. Sorry, we got to go back here. You're going <laughs> to one guy's garage drag weekend. Yep, that's going to be coming through my hometown track. So at a minimum, I'm going to hit uh, Byron Dragway and yep. uh, go check out some racing, see who's there, uh, see what cars are there, get some videos, get some pictures, and yep. just get a chance to hang out with all those guys. Yeah, it should be pretty awesome. Again, that's going to be a fun event. So so I'll be at Drag Week and then at Charlotte, and then you're going to be at One Guy's Garage the same weekend that I'm in Charlotte. So that ought to be pretty wild uh, for us again just like this past weekend, which we're going to talk about in a minute, that we were both at events. So yeah, 
It'll be pretty fun. We talked about that. 25 days. Then back to the streets. I'll be attending September 29th through October 1st. Milan Dragway, Tulip Pier, back to Milan, weekend event. This thing is going to be nuts, dude. No prep, heads up, 300 miles worth of driving, um, small tire, big tire, stick shift class, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's literally no prep. So you're yep. not going to like, there's no, there's no testing. There's pull your stuff off the trailer, go out, draw cards or poker chips or something, draw for your race for your class race, whoever wins moves on and the loser still moves on. They'll race losers though. Winners will race winners the whole time. So this ought to be pretty nuts. Um, we're going to have, I'm going to talk to Matt and see if he can come on for next week and give a little more detail about this event. So again, that's what I'm going to be at. And then I'll fly from Detroit where that one is out to race week to go to Bandamere for day two of Bandamere of race week, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, I'm really, you know, with them closing, you've got to, you've got to be able to attend at least one race while you're out there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I'll fly there. I'll jump in the car with Steven uh, or somebody. I'll we'll literally ride with somebody that week. So I'm going to pack as light as I possibly can. Like I may not even have a tripod with me. I may, uh, I may have a backpack and a camera bag and, uh, and see if I can catch rides. I'll be thumbing rides uh, throughout the week. So just so, look, just looking at the dates here, you're going to be at drag week 17 through 22nd. Yeah. And then you're going to be home for five days and then you're going to go uh, back to the yeah, streets. So, so I, I well. No, it'll be less than that. So I won't get back <laughs> home until like the 24th. Yeah. And then I'll fly to Detroit on the 28th. So really like three and a half days. Yeah. And then yeah. you'll be gone from then until the end of race week. Yeah, which that's is the be... sixth. But that's in Pueblo. And you're coming off of being gone that long. And Pueblo is 14 hours from here. So you end up. Uh, that's probably, I mean, Steven and I may be able to hammer it out in one day. I don't know. So it'll depend on how we feel that night. We may drive some after the award ceremony to start headed back, or we may just, I don't know, stay there and get up the next morning and, and just hammer all the way. So, yeah, so I'm gone for a, a solid 10 days. Then I'm, I'm back home for a couple of weeks, which will be my time to really work through the Dragon Drive World Champion updates, work through all of the point structures and things like that, plus all of the <laughs> all of the um, list changes and things that come along with that. And then I go from race week, I'm home, and this is the reason I'm not attending death week, sadly. Uh, I'm sad I'm not going to be attending death week, but at the same time, I'm really excited for this event. So Ferris, Texas is the series finale for the Midwest Summit Racing Midwest Drag Racing Series, which I went to this last weekend, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, this this family welcomed me with open arms, y'all. This was a, a great, and I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but it was really amazing to be part of this. So I'm going to go to their final race of the season in uh, Ferris, Texas, which is around Dallas for the 20th and 21st, which is going to be kind of exciting. I'm ready to get back into that. It's uh, It's really a weird time to, or a weird event to attend compared to uh dragon drive racing because like i started talking to racers i, I got up the next morning 
got my bags packed and threw them in my car and was like, I didn't have to do that. We're going to be at the same hotel for two nights. <laughs> right. So, so it was, it was pretty strange there. And then uh, from there, I'm home for a couple of weeks and then Southeast street and I just texted Evan a little bit ago to let him know I am going to be attending this. So I've, I'm going to submit my media credentials tonight and see if I can get media passes. If not, I'm coming anyways, and I'll just record from somewhere other than where the media is allowed uh, because this event's going to be a lot of fun. November 9th through 12th. Again, back to in the same area of the country as Drag Week. I don't know if I'm going to drive to this one or if I'm going to fly. I really, I don't know yet. So, so we'll see. But then, so yeah, I'm busy, right? And then we got this, dude. This, this one, this one is the the bee's knees right here because Southeast Street and Yeet is going to end the national event season. Unless somebody throws one together between now and then, that will seal up the race for the Dragon Drive World Champion. Then yes, it will, and that's only like less than a weeks. month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks before uh, we we go to our first ever, the first ever Dragon Drive Award Show at PRI. Or really the only drag and drive award show ever, except at the end of events. So I'm excited. This will be the first time we're awarding the drag and drive world champion, which is going to be kind of neat. And we're going to be doing a big show again. We've talked to cold hard art. They're building the trophy, which is going to be so cool. I'm not even going to show you uh, pictures of it until I have it in my hand, which may only be a few days ahead of PRI. And then I've talked to, uh, revved up laser in laser services and he, we are ordering trophies this week for the remainder of all of the classes that are uh, uh, I don't know awards that we're going to give out which is like the the top racer in on each list that we run is going to get a, a plaque or a trophy and then all of the other fun stuff like sweet patina is sponsoring the toughest roadside repair so as we get closer we'll begin to ask you know for people to submit their stories and nominate people for those kind of things and we'll go through those and, and pick that out so yeah we've got a busy few weeks here busy few months this is about three and a half months worth of stuff and we've got seven or eight events coming up and that's not even something that's going to pop up between now and then so i'm ex i'm excited about what is coming i'm excited about what our followers and our supporters have allowed us to do this year you know we've had huge growth so to say thank you let's Listen to the Molly ad real quick. Molly Motorsports is the official piston of DragonDrive.com. Molly's Power Pack Piston is the perfect candidate for your drag and drive car. Molly Motorsports competes in drag and drive events and supports our community. Project manager Eric Grillio raced a 10-second stick shift Nova at Hot Rod Drag Week 2022. He's also competed in Rocky Mountain Race Week last year with his C10 truck. Visit mollymotorsports.com for the most recent line of products. Awesome. So I do want to go back to this comment here. This is Jason Hurley, and he's talking about using the uh, picture with the stock 454 in it. Uh, there's two things about this picture here. This is from Race Week, I, or from Rocky Mountain. I went up to the final day for Rocky Mountain Race Week in um, Kearney, Nebraska. You can see that it has a stock 454 in it. Usually this has a twin turbo big block nasty nasty setup but then there's also somebody sleeping in the passenger seat the co-pilots asleep in the passenger seat because they literally swapped engines in this car in the parking lot 
they had to buy this engine, put it in, get everything working. Those exhausts are literally just flipped manifolds and straight to the ground. So a stock 454 with, a, I can't even imagine what size converters in that thing. So pretty awesome. I know Jason is frantically wrenching to get this car ready for race week. And just so you guys know, he has won the over, he has been the overall winner of the last two Rocky mountain events. And I know he's coming for a third plus plus he is now an R and D guy for, or they're using Molly motorsports pistons in his car for R and D. So Anytime that one of our race car friends and one of our sponsors also called race car friends, the it's, it's always a good thing. It's always a good combination because guys, Molly races just like the ad you saw Molly races cars and now to be uh, involved in the fastest car in Rocky mountain and race week events for the last two and top five for several before that. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I want to say thanks to Molly and I want to say congratulations to, to Jason. And he said, just got the engine in last night. So I know what that means. It's, it's going to be, he's going to go fast, dude. It is so on. <laughs> and especially going to, you know, to be able to spend the final, probably one of the final events at Bandamere. That's, that's why I'm going. Plus I get to see all of my friends. So, all right, next up. Oh, sorry. Went too far. Next up, website updates. Get through all those. I have updated the national 235 eighth mile event list or eighth mile racer list. So obviously number one racer, sick week, just Jordan Tuck, Devin Vanderhoof in the, the car that went and just decimated everything. It was awesome to watch it go down. Um, number one spot right now. 4644 fastest 235 eighth mile times we've ever seen. Um, again, these are the averages, not their outright uh, number one, you know, like their fastest pass or whatever. Number two is Sheldon Root uh, and Kevin Foy, his passenger. And again, this is sick week in February, 481 for his time, 235 eighth mile. This, these are obviously not 235s on the picture I used here. Um, and then third place, I want to say congratulations to Matt and Marissa Moore. Rocky Mountain Race Week, Rowdy Radio, fastest um, ET ever in that class, and the first racer into the fours on a Rocky Mountain event. So that's pretty awesome. I think you ran a 480-something on one of the days. It's really, really cool. So top three there. Congratulations to all of those. And then I'm working on a lot more lists before Drag Week, but... If you follow along closely, you'll see that uh, there's times where I'll post something and then pull it back down. Guys, there is so much data that I'm working through that I've, I, you almost have to go line by line and check everything to make sure it's all correct. And then I still mess something up. Aaron Schaefer pointed out something the other day on a um, on one of his points that was not showing up because that list had not been updated within my system it was updated on my sheet but not on the website so if you have questions about where you stand what your points are things like that holler at me uh, just send me a, send me a message so congratulations to them again i'm working through several more lists i want to get all of the uh, 10 11 12 second lists out and now that we are in the eights for the top 100 i want to go ahead and get the nine second list put together as well and 
a change for 2023 compared to 2022. If you populate the 10.0 list, let's say, you cannot have turned in a time faster than 10.0. So I'm treating those lists like they are index races, again, for the national events, simply because we want a racer that is racing to get as close to 10.0 as possible, not someone that has an eight second car that turned in a 12 second time slip one day and just happened to end up at like a 10.04 or something like that, which is what, I mean, it wasn't in the tens for 2022's list, but that is what happened then. So, all right, sorry, a lot of data there. <laughs> Dude, let's get into the fun stuff because you attended an event this last week. Um, do you want me to run the clicker while you talk or how do you want to do this? Um, I think I can do it. Perfect. Have at it, man. Tell tell everybody where you went. Tell everybody what all went down. Yep. So last Wednesday, uh, I left here, Illinois, drove to Indiana, uh, drove straight to Bunker Hill. So day zero was the pre-party. So I got to watch Ike and Rory and the Rhythm Riders perform on the summit stage there. So that was really cool um, to get to hang out with those guys and there was already a bunch of racers that showed up on day zero. Uh, then day one, we were at Bunker Hill. Uh, we raced at Bunker Hill day one. And then our route stop, our first route stop was at RPM Transmissions. So I got this photo out of the Dragon Drive Addiction Group from Derek Adams. Um, I did not stop at the route stops. Uh, went from track to track and was working on editing all the photos that did get posted. So RPM transmission was route stop number one. Then day two was at Muncie Dragway. And then we raced at Muncie. And then once we left Muncie, then we went to route stop number two, which was at the Modern Muscle Car Factory. It was actually not at their facility because the road was getting tore up. So it was a few blocks away, but it sounds like everything went decent. I see they had a, a banner hung up between the trees. So I got this uh, photo from ba Brandon McElroy. So yeah. Hey, want to say hi to him. He, uh, he attended the circuit and I think intends to attend in 2024 as well. Yep. Yep. I remember seeing him there as well. Mm-hmm. So then after route stop two, we drove back to day three and we finished out at Bunker Hill uh, drag strip, which is Indiana's oldest drag strip. So that was really cool. And this man right here in the photo was Terry McMillan. So this was actually a complete accident taking this photo. I was getting a photo of old glory there and he just happened to walk over in front of me and was letting him know, start his burnout and uh, the photo just turned out awesome. So oh, I was really yeah. excited about that photo. It came out really cool. Well, anytime the owner of the track is out there and I mean, Terry McMillan's a, you know, top fuel racer. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yep. So that was a really cool photo. So we're going to move on and we're going to cover the class winners from the event. So first up in the 650 class. We had Blake, and I apologize if I screw up anybody's name. <laughs> uh, we have Blake Mushin, which ran a 6.560 was his average. Nice. So that was the winner of the 650 class. What a great color on that car, too. Yeah. And these For are everybody all. Everybody that's listening to this at the podcast, it's like a the copper-colored Hellcat Charger. Yep. 
And these are all photos that uh, I had taken at the event. These are all photos that you can see on Nostalgia Nights Facebook page. And then in the 750 class, we had Trevor Adams, uh, who finished with a 7518. And He's then, on the money. Yep, yep. And that was a really cool car as well. And then the 850 class, this was really cool. Glenn Steiner, he, I want to say he told me he was 82 years old in this <laughs> 64 Galaxy. And I tell you what, I watched him make pass after pass. Um, the dude was just smiling ear to ear, and he was having so much fun. Um, That's so cool. He, and so he what finished a cool with car. A, yeah, 1964 Galaxy. It was, I believe, a former state patrol car even as well. Mm. That's awesome. For the folks, again, listen, this is a black car with a gold roof, center light, one of those drag lights. Yep. Yeah, super cool setup. Yep. So again, 850 class was Glenn Steiner with an 8544. Uh, then we get into the big block NA class. And this was the winner of that was Jeff Lingenfelter with a 6967. So that was a, a very cool car, too. Actually, most of the cars that uh, showed up yeah. were pretty cool. So that was Big Block NA was Jeff. Then we have Big Block Power Adder, which was Chris Bice. He finished with a 6286. That's another very nice car. And then next class was Hot Rod and Gasser. This was Troy Martin in Old Glory. And he finished with a 6.023. Nice. That's got to be one of the fastest cars there, right? Uh, it, yeah, we'll cover the fastest passes that oh, I gotcha. saw okay. there, but but yeah, it was up there. Uh, then we had the manual shift H pattern that was won by John Milner with a 6,997. That's that thing, awesome. I don't know. Have you seen this in person? Yeah, yeah so this car is super cool. It's a, a throwback to the American Graffiti car of uh, Milner, and he was at... I want to say he was at Midwest Drags last year, but had some steering issues with it. So he's it looks like he's got it all uh, back together. Yeah, it was it was very violent. If you've ever watched this thing make <laughs> passes, again, manual shift car um, pulls the front wheels. I think the first pass it pulled the front wheels up, and I got a a pretty cool photo of that in that album as well. That's cool. And then next class, we had Small Block NA, which was James Duncan, and he finished with a 6868. So talk to him for a little bit. That was a, another cool car. Again, I mean, captured it getting, getting the wheels off the ground there. Yeah. And then our last class was Small Block, Small Block Power Adder, and I seen Jeremy in the comments here earlier, but Jeremy Ortiz... Uh, with the 240SX, uh, finished with a 5921. So that's the that's the fastest of the weekend then, right? That was the fastest average all week. Yep. The only average that finished in the fives. Wow, that's awesome. Way to go, Jeremy. Yep. So congratulations to all of those guys on their class victories. Uh, we were talking about fastest passes. Now, I only went on the passes that were turned in. So if there was other yeah. 
faster passes. I didn't catch those, but the fastest passes went to Jeremy. He ran a 5709. That's awesome. And I, I believe that was day two at Muncie when he ran that. Cool. And then the second quickest was Chris Bice, who ran a 5757. That was, I believe, day three at Bunker Hill because he was having some issues with the nitrous not working. And um, I think he made two back to back 5-7 passes like right at the end of the event. Wow. And Nostalgia Nights is like Midwest, right? You got to turn in two slips each day, right? Yep. Yeah. Two slips, eighth mile, two slips. That's cool. Uh, Yep, and then the third fastest was Troy Martin uh, with a 5.914. That's cool. And Man, again, that another... old glory car is so awesome. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> again, you can see the wheels up there and yeah, just such a cool car. So all three of those were all five-second passes. Um, so those were the top three passes that I had seen getting turned in. Sweet. And then the last thing that we'll talk about on Nostalgia Nights was the Titus class. So the Titus class was the 750 class. So first was Trevor Adams, that 7518. Then second was Chris Gosh with 7525. Then James Dressler with a 7535. Kanan Hall with a 7574. Josh Halsey with a 7582. And then Dan Chandler has got an asterisk there. Um, he ended up having to drop out on the last day, but he was at a 7.536. Wow. So you can see there's two, four, six guys there in the 750 class that all had 7.5s. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, I'll tell you what else is kind of cool. That shirt you're wearing there, that hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Just so folks know, you can own one just like that if you go to summitracing.com and type in drag it dash in dash drive on your uh on your search engine there search bar yep yeah i yep. took had a had a few photos taken like that i thought they were one cool photos and two i mm -hmm. thought they showcased the the hoodie real good but this yeah. was uh day three first thing in the morning again we didn't run until 3 30 so had plenty of time just to get up and enjoy yep. the morning and walk the track and thought let's grab a couple cool photos while the track's empty yeah and then i see lee brooks here um nostalgia nights was a great event hope they are able to do it again next year i mean i, I would think after that event they would be starting to plan for 2024 as well it sounds like everybody had a good time and then somebody says here i want freaking hoodie weather i'm telling you it's like it's 80 something in the podcast room, luckily, because I have a little air conditioner, but outside it's about 110, I think right now. So, so yeah, it's I, a little too long. I think I sent you a screenshot when I was leaving work today and it was, uh, the temperature felt like 116 here where Ugh, I am. Gross. And I think tomorrow is going to be even warmer, but then after that, it starts to kind of go back to somewhat normal again. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next bit of info here for the Dragon Drive show, episode 27. Dude, I can't believe we're already already flying through this stuff. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah. Well, definitely we got to thank our first ever sponsor. I want to say thank you to Sweet Patina. And guys, I can't push it enough, but 
without them, we wouldn't have the Built for Dragon Drive segment. So I want to say thank you to them because really Blake and the team over there helped come up with that entire process. And I love the Built for Dragon Drive. These are cars and racers that literally build a car for Dragon Drive events and the Dragon Drive style of living. And they've provided you guys with a discount code that we haven't really talked about much. It's been around all year, but you're going to see more of it as we as we go from here on out, because I would love for you guys to use it. I know folks are ordering stuff from them, but this will get you an extra 10 percent off throughout the throughout all of your orders on sweetpatina.com. Guys, they've got detailed products, apparel, garage art more things that you need in your garage and on your car. And it doesn't matter. You can have a shiny car. They got plenty of stuff for that too. Um, a lot of the stuff that they have, I use one of my favorite items, obviously is the TKO hand cleaning wipes, which I'm going to have two tubs with me at drag week. So that ought to help a bunch. Um, I'll be walking around handing out those two racers to uh, help with the, I don't know, they're waterless wipes. So you can, as you're pulling your car off, pulling your tire off, wipe your hands down, and then wipe the tools down that, that you are using for that. So again, you can order those right straight from sweetpatina.com and use the DND57 code for 10% off at checkout. Or you can find their stuff on summitracing.com, which is a huge partnership for them. I love that two of our friends are getting together. And you can order, you can throw that right into your um, uh cart when you go to leave the summit racing and give them your money. Cause I know you're going to be doing that. Cause we got events coming up. Hopefully people are ordering parts. And when you think about ordering parts, be like our buddy, Jonathan Stonecipher and order them from summit racing. All right, guys, my found on summit racing this week, I feel like are two pretty good deals. One is this converter right here, 499 bucks. We always talk about cheap converters guys. This is a 30 spline setup. It is a uh, for Turbo 350 and Turbo 400s. 4,000 saws is perfect for you guys that are wanting to drive 10 inch, 30 spline, ready to go. 499 bucks in stock, ready to be in your car. Please go make that happen. And then the K Source Universal Motorcycle Horns. I know everybody is tired of hearing me talk about horns, but listen, when you ask Keith Turk, or Matt Frost or Adam Dory or any other event promoter. Hey man, what's the one thing people forget? It's a horn. 90% of the time they say, oh, a horn for sure. Dude, this is so easy. $4. Put that in your next order. Probably no shipping. Looks like, I mean, it'll ship tomorrow. Probably it would get to me the next day. So I could have that by Friday if I needed it, if I ordered it right now. So guys. You know who needs horns for their vehicle? You. This guy does yeah, not have horns you, on the Mustang, so. Yeah, when you order the, the Dragon Drive Addiction shirt, go in there and order you a horn, man. You I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> yep. So, all right, that is my found on Summit Racing for this week. You guys, want to say thanks again to Summit for taking care of us and being an awesome partner for us. Cool. Man, I, uh, I do love me some Summit Racing. I spend more time on there than I probably should. But uh, that's the way it works. You know, I, I try not to look at Facebook Marketplace because I don't need a new project car. Um, I try and figure out what parts I need to buy to finish the two I have in the shop. So you were on an event this weekend. Well, guess what I was doing? I was you on an event as well. Also at an event, yep. Oh, man. And it was a completely different event 
than what we are used to seeing because you can see we've seen pro mods on drag and drive events but uh they're not they're not normally out there so i attended the summit racing midwest drag race series which do you know how hard it was to not say midwest drags all the I time could imagine midwest it was very difficult <laughs> yeah so I, I want to give a huge shout out to Daniel Green, Danny Diesel, for giving me the opportunity to go down and help. Okay. He was like, hey, I've got this opportunity for you to come to St. Louis, uh, help us set up with a live stream. And guys, obviously, anytime we start looking at live stream stuff, I'm trying to figure out how we can go to that next level with our own event, the circuit in April. So, of course, anytime I can be around that, the event was streamed live to flow racing and will be out on the midwest drag race series youtube channel later this week maybe early next week uh, with an edited down kind of version so i want to also say thank you to luke clevenger for the chance to hold that microphone next to him while he did some announcing and then also be on the microphone by myself for a little while i mean dude they had just met me and they're like you want to talk through this microphone to all these people out here and on flow racing and i was like <laughs> yep i'll do it so it was pretty crazy in this picture here i don't know if you guys follow pro mod racing very much i i don't i'm a drag and drive racer to the core but keith haney was down there blake housley who is the one of the new owners of flying h drag strip which is exciting mark mickey was there which was cool um i'll go into kind of a little bit about him here in a minute and then stephen whiteley th those are the four racers on this picture here Mark Mickey showed up and showed out, dude. Like it was insane. I've fastest pass of the weekend, fastest pass of the series for the year. Uh, they were making up a race from July. So he wins all of that, right? So they have one round of testing uh, and then they went right into eliminations. Boom, boom, boom. Knocked all that stuff out. Took about two thirds of Friday to get that event knocked out. He wins that goes on, obviously does great runs at three sixty one, which again, maybe the fastest pass of the series ever. I don't know. We've got Ellen looking at that. She is the other half of this. I, mean, I Well, she's probably not half. She's probably three quarters of this event. She, I don't, I don't know how she keeps all this stuff together, but she does. And it was awesome hanging out with her. So anyways, he runs that. 361 comes out him and Stephen Whiteley made the final pass of pro mod and about 450 feet out Mark Mickey's car let go. So sadly it was, it was pretty sad to see that thing make that run, but this is uh, oh no, that's Rod Schaefer. Sorry. Um, Again, Mark Mickey's in this uh, teal colored Mustang up here. 69 Camaros are pretty popular in pro mod racing, I guess. Uh, yeah. A lot of racers said that they just liked that. That was their favorite body style. Uh, so Whiteley went on to win the August event and also moved him into the points leader setup. So that was kind of cool. Um, but again, about 450 feet out, you just see this huge cloud of smoke and uh, we, we got a little nervous top alcohol. I got to stand between two top alcohol cars, which run about the same as these, uh, the pro mods, the same speeds, but it's a completely different um, experience. Like, you know, these are like top fuel looking cars. I mean, they're loud. I don't know. It was intense. It was really intense um, to be down there on the starting line. I want to say thank you to Cindy Wayne for coming up and making me go down there. I was 
uh, in the tower. And she was like, you've got to come down here in between these. And then Rod Schaefer wins top sportsman. The reason I'm showing his car is because he has a matching 68 Camaro that he's had since 1989 that he also raced in like a 6.0 bracket class that they had. It was, man, badass looking. Hit those two cars um, in the same pit. It was really, really cool. But he's getting ready for a million-dollar bracket race. So this was like a whole new level of people that i was getting to meet it was like people that i obviously i do drag and drive events so i'm used to seeing cars with license plates and things like that and uh carrying trailers and you know i pull in and there's all these toter homes and trailers and people camping and all that kind of stuff um all weekend which is really cool but it was uh, obviously something that was completely different uh I want to say congratulations to the reed family this is juliette reed who won her class y'all mike reed the dad there on the far right sold his racing motorcycle whole setup. So both of his daughters could race juniors. Just That's pretty, awesome. pretty cool. So write down the name, Juliet Reed and Jackson Reed, because you're going to be seeing those again in the future. I'm telling you, those kids were cutting lights. They were winning rounds. It was, it was pretty cool to watch all of that go down. So, um, and, you know, uh, somebody came up to me and, of course, I've never announced ever really, except for the time me and you did it in the tower there at uh, Atco. And then so when the juniors came up, it was all new to me. So it was all new learning and stuff. And so I was really excited. And somebody came up and was like, hey, thank you for calling the juniors the way you did. I'm like, are you kidding me? Those kids are like they're on the money. They they are probably the most competitive racers that. I think may have been out there, dude. It was, it was awesome to watch and see all of the racers that were there. Um, again, their next event is October 20th through 21st in Ferris, Texas. And that's where I'll be with them um, that, down that's there. That's not their, their next event, right? That's their last event. Sorry. That's their last event. Their next event is September 8th and 9th uh, in Martin, Michigan. I apologize. Um, but what really gave me the opportunity to announce was Luke had um, he had not been through the pits to talk to the Nostalgia Drag Racing League, which is the NDRL, which if you like anything that's 1979 and older, definitely go find that thing. Look at these cars. They were really cool. Big wheelies, all this kind of stuff. But being 1979 and older, front engine dragsters, which is really cool. Guy named uh, uh, Webb. I don't remember his first name, JB Webb, maybe. I don't know. Webb was his last name. Dude, it's like two and a half foot wheelie in a front engine dragster. It was pretty cool to watch these guys go. But Luke was like, hey, do you want to call these? Because I had talked to a bunch of these racers that had license plates on the back of their cars. Um, and he was like, "You, if you want to call these, I need to go get me something to eat. Well, that turned into like me being up there for like two hours, calling the entire race uh, for Nostalgia Drag Racing. So I appreciate him giving me that opportunity. Again, that was, that was really cool to be able to call that. This car here, one of my first cars I went and talked to, this is Bill Hamilton's 79 Fox Body. You want to hear something kind of nice? It was the only Fox Body on the property, dude. There were no other Fox Bodies on the property. It's a 351 based um, or 351 Windsor setup in it. C4 trans goes 1050s, dialed it back to 110 so he could have a consistent pass. But the reason he bought this car was because of Robert George, which you guys will know from Sick Week and Drag Week history. 
He races a white Chevelle that I, I didn't put it in here. He races a white Chevelle with purple stripes and pulls it with his 70 C10 truck. So folks that have been around a little bit will know those two comb combinations. He's now put a blower on the truck. So he's probably going to race it at some event this year. But I thought that was really cool that Bill bought this Fox body with the intentions of driving it. In the 18 months he's owned it, he's, uh, he's driven about a thousand miles in it, which he said he's getting all the bugs worked out. And then he intends to maybe do drag week or sick week with, uh, with Robert. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, really neat car. And it was really weird to only see one Fox body. And then Will's in the air photography. I stole this picture from them. Uh, they have great stuff. It's obviously doing a wheelie, but this is, I'm going to call him my new friend. This is the freaking famous Bob Clink 65 Corvette. Y'all, this car has been raced since 1978 as a race car hasn't been on the street at all so i got scolded because obviously this nostalgia drag racing league starts looking like you know like these guys these cars are stickered up and i'm used to seeing cars if they're stickered up they're like you know it's it's uh, decoration almost right well this car had decals all over it all these decals were events that it had attended and raced in and some of these went back to like 1982. I mean, like sun faded, you know, where you could see where it was used to be larger. Now it's smaller from the heat and stuff. Really, really a cool car and left wheels up every single time, every single time that they went down. It was really, really cool. Um, but I got scolded by his wife when I went over to purchase a uh, lunchbox. They had like 10 lunch, TIN lunchboxes. Over there that were all decorated up. And of course, it's on the table inside the house uh, that I bought for my daughter. Um, so I had to have one of those. But Bob's wife, her name is Pam, also known as the NDRL Trailer Queen Pam. Dude, if you have a name like that, you got like it's just awesome. So she was really nice. She gave me really kind of the ropes of what the event style is and what they do. And then later on, ended up meeting the guy that runs the point series. And the entire NDRL, his name is Butch, and he came up to the tower. We talked for about 15 or 20 minutes while, while we were down for a second. And he basically laid out everything. And a lot of these cars, you know, they still have license plates on them. They still drive on the street, uh, but most of them are race cars. And these guys have owned for a very, very long time. So they don't do a lot of driving on the street because they don't want to tear them up. So anyways, that was pretty cool to, uh, to be around that. And the last little bit, again, I want to talk about the Junior Jacksters. They had an Outlaw 330 class, which I thought was really cool. They can only race to 330 feet because there's no rule in NHRA racing about how fast you can go into 330. And these cars, these Jacksters would go too fast in the eighth based on these kids' age. Like you can only go to a 790 in the eighth if you're, you know, in like a pro junior setup. So some of these cars were doing like 45 miles an hour in the eights, which is really pretty, or in the 330, which is really pretty fast. So I thought that was pretty cool to watch. And I heard someone say, these are like billet blocks, dude. Really? Blocks of junior dragster, $25,000 for an engine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So outlaw 330, pretty cool. Pretty cool setup, and uh, a lot of older kids are in that because they're moving to that next stage in their racing career before they move into what everybody was calling big cars. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's like the term, but 
big cars, real cars. I don't know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Again, I'll be at Ferris, Texas, October 20th and 21st. They had jet cars, which if you are watching us on YouTube and um, Instagram, you've seen those jet car things. They were literally shaking the entire building. <laughs> it was insane. Larson International brought out two jet cars. I had any shaking that you see in the videos is because my camera was attached to the glass. So it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was, oh man, it was so badass. But they'll be at Martin, Michigan, uh, September 8th and 9th as well. So, so did, uh, go ahead. Did you convince anybody there to do a Dragon Drive or how much did you, did you promote Dragon Drive stuff while you were there? Or? Uh, anybody that would talk to me heard about Dragon Drive. <laughs> and so th that was kind of my lead. And I wanted to know about the car they were racing. Cause again, this is really my first time to be, like to announce because after I did the first round for NDRL, Luke was like, well, you can just announce those the rest of the time. And so I was like, okay, no problem. So then when I got up Saturday morning, of course I went around everywhere talking to everybody, finding out stories and all that kind of stuff, trying to get, trying to get some background instead of just calling the race, you know? Yeah. And so if it had a license plate on it, I talked to him and come to find out a lot of them were vintage license plates. Uh, they, they weren't, registered but they were vintage anyways um and so it looked really cool and so there was a lot of really nice people there and a lot of folks that have like the top sportsman cars you know again you go back to like rod schaefer had, had that other 68 camaro that that could be a street car i mean it had to it had to add some weight and then uh mark mickey has a matching color 71 chevelle at home that he's had since high school so that's a, a car that he intends to take on a drag and drive for folks that have seen there's a 37 chevrolet that had an inline like a 292 you know old stove bolt chevrolet truck engine in it like the inline six with two holly carbs on it and an 88 millimeter blow through turbo setup dude it was that car was gnarly gnarly yeah. runs mid eights consistently so um they went from a completely concrete filled block to now only a half filled block to run a dragon drive event their their plan is maybe drag week 2024 uh with that car very so cool. sounds pretty cool and that's been a video again i've posted on instagram and uh and youtube so one last thing i do want to say is being around that team and the race series a lot uh, all of those were just like drag and drive people right they, i mean drag racers are a big family anyways but a lot of those folks they took me in and of course i'm carrying a notepad to introduce myself as an announcer and that helps but uh, you know they answered a lot of questions that i probably sounded like an idiot asking but they were really open to to answering that and then it also helped I feel like it'll help with our 2024 Dragon Drive World Champion uh, point series. You know, like like one example is the Summer Racing Midwest Drag Race Series provides additional points for attending all seven events. Like you don't get the extra, like you get all the points that you would accumulate for all those events. We're not going to do that, but we may allow for additional points uh, to count, like maybe you get an extra five or 10 points for attending for, you know, like your fourth events worth 10 points, your fifth events worth 10 points, you know, things like that. Uh, because these guys that are attending more and more events, obviously you need to get a little bit more pat on the back. So anyways, that's, uh, that's, that was my experience and I cannot wait to get back down there. I can't wait to, to see that team again in October. 
So yeah. if you want to see them October eighth uh, and ninth at Martin, Michigan. Sounds like a good time for sure. Dude, it was it was awesome. It I mean, was awesome. We together had a fantastic weekend. I mean, we we're both oh. at events and we, we got plenty of coverage. So yeah. Yeah, we have a ton of content coming. I'm trying to not post five videos a day. So I'm trying been trying to work on other stuff instead of posting five. I've been posting two or three for sure on uh Instagram's probably the p- place I post the absolute most. And then uh YouTube is second. So anyways, let's move on, dude. What do we got next? Uh we have our found on racing junk segment. Awesome. So that's always one of my favorites. So first up here, we've got a titled 66 Nova for 60000 So this one caught my attention. Um, good looking car. And obviously it said that it was titled, which means it can be driven on the street. A, yeah, you put that, you put a license plate on that dude. Yep. So scroll oh, is that an LS in it? I believe so. It's like a, it's like a carbureted LS maybe. So scrolling through the pictures here, and then I'll go down and, and read a little bit about the description. So it looks like a lot of nice parts on there. Yeah, nitrous setup, sweet. Yeah, Holly. So yeah, that's, a, that's a nice car. And again, I, I love that body style. North I do Carolina too. car. Yep, 66 Nova, title tagged, tuned on E85, small tire or big tire, working headlights, taillights, turn signals. All good for drag and drive, mm-hmm. street car, race car, whatever you want it to be. Uh, professionally built uh, engines, a 370 LSX block, all aftermarket internals, uh, Brodix square port heads, power glide with uh, 169 low gears. So fab nine inch rear end, 430 gears. So again, you can read all about that. It is Holly HP fuel injection. It is nice. uh, nitrous. So. Uh, pretty cool looking car there. Yeah, and and again, racing junk is our is the official buy sell trade of Dragon Drive Addiction. Simply because we don't want to run a Facebook page, and you're going to get way more coverage uh, doing using racing junk classifieds. Yep, and then our second one here is pretty awesome. Yes, 1951 yes. Henry J, thirty thousand. Pretty... I would like to see I would like to see a stock Henry J because I guarantee you there are more race car Henry J's than there are stock Henry J's left. That uh, could be very accurate. They just look so cool like this. Oh yeah, usually they're they're up in a big gasser style. This is more of a pro street style setup. Looks like yeah, uh, looks like a really nice car. Yeah, it does. Again, scroll through these pictures here. Is that a small block Ford or big big uh, block Chevrolet? Yep. So 51 Henry J, full tube chassis, 555, big block Chevy, titled and street legal. Yeah, yeah. NHRA oh. certified at 850. Nice. Said so they'll sell it complete or as a roller. Yeah, so just search 1951 Henry J. That's, that's a nice one, car silver. For the folks that are listening on the podcast, uh, so these things are so short. It's nice to see one that's not done up in a uh, in a big gasser style front end. Yeah. So again, those are our found on racing junk finds for this week. Nice, nice. Well, one thing we do want to talk about is our Facebook addiction group, and you've been posting some stuff 
pretty regular here lately that is getting a lot of traction, right? It's like a, we posted up Wrenching Wednesday. We posted, what was the one before that? Uh, side shot Saturday, I think. That's right. Yeah. And it had a ton of posts. So this one here, you asked for license plates because you finally got your custom license plate in from the state of Illinois. So you asked, hey, what does everybody else have? And uh, show it to us. And so they did in spades. We've got almost 90 folks that sent in custom license plates. Uh, Pat Cook says there was a stock one at race week. Uh, I know the. I know that um, the Lipinski's have one, but it's not anywhere near stock. Um, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I love the Lipinski's car. Oh, Pat Cook says they have two. Henry J. Says, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I do love the Lipinski's. They are uh, one of the coolest families in all of Dragon Drive. So let's switch gears just real quick. Want to uh, obviously talk about the new drag strip going in in Southern California. Y'all, we're going to talk in a minute about how long this thing is, but I will say this is really good for our sport. The whole thought process behind this is street legal dragway, right? So they probably had a very easy spot of land to uh, to build this on. I know as you folks that are looking at this, uh, realize that that may be a little short and there's not really a starting line. The whole purpose behind this, I think, is to probably get, uh, you know, folks off the streets in air quotes. This is a 330-foot track. and. I think it's great for two reasons. One, it's asphalt, which is easy to repair. It's easy to tear up. They can turn it into a road if this doesn't work. I like that it is an attempt to get folks off the streets, which is good for our sport. Um, I know it's fun to watch. There are concrete barriers all the way down this thing. So safety is there, and I'm sure it's much, much cheaper on insurance, which is good, which means it's going to help get long, you know, going to be around longer. Um, I think probably what happened, and again, I don't know, I think probably what happened, somebody had a little bit of land, they thought, I mean, we can't do a full on track here, but we can fit this much distance here. The one thing I want you guys to look at is on the right side of the picture is this huge parking lot, which means if this works, it's probably easy to just finish paving that for a shutdown. So it's actually like 690 or 700 feet of asphalt. So my mind instantly goes to what kind of shutdown could we have? And could, if this works, could we suddenly turn it into 660 feet and truly be like a, a street race deal? There were a lot of people giving them shit, you know, oh, cute track. Is this for RCs? Y'all squash all that. This is a big deal. This is another new track that's being built. This is in Southern California, which is what we need. There's a lot of folks out there that do not like hot rods. So get behind this a little bit. Let's talk positively about this. Um, obviously, 330 feet turns into 660 pretty easy if you have big enough brakes. And that parking lot looks pretty long to me. They said, I think it's another 900 feet of parking lot. So that's not that's not long enough for a fast car to slow down, but a street car could slow down from there pretty easy, you know. Right. And so get some of these idiots out of there. But also, you know, now with my new uh, baptism into Outlaw 330 
junior dragster <laughs> racing, maybe we can get some more kids into that. You know, now, now there's an opportunity for 330 feet of racing and who, who gives a crap? It is somewhere that you can race next to someone from point A to point B. So let's, uh, let's be supportive of this. Just put that out there, get your ass together and, uh, and let's, let's go support this track. I'm not flying out there to see it, but, um, we'll be out there. Especially if, uh, with all the tracks closing, why, why wouldn't anybody want to support, you know, any new track that's being built? Yeah. Yep. I agree. So you can see here, this is a, this is a shot from, I think the end forward. Yeah. This isn't into the parking lot. There was another shot on the Dragon Drive Addiction group that showed kind of down into the parking lot. And there's plenty of space there. I mean, if you had a, what I would call a quick street car, you could, you could shut down in time, but um, this is a big deal for our sport. You know, anytime we can get an opportunity to, to add a chance for any politician or someone government official to race side by side. That's what we want. And this is going to mimic the street with asphalt. So, you know, all you guys that, uh, are real street racers, you know, we know you're going to find concrete and all that kind of stuff, but this is good for everyone else. So guys, that is our show for tonight, hour and 15 minutes. It's pretty good. Um, I do want to say we have the Dragon Drive show or Dragon Drive news starts its new time this weekend. If you'll remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this because my daughter is a competitive gymnast and we have to, I have to drop her off at 8 a.m. Central time. So that doesn't work if we're going to be live at 8 a.m. Central time. So <laughs> We're moving back to 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll be doing the Dragon Drive News, a 30-minute quick Saturday morning uh, episode. We're going to talk a lot about racing and the events coming up. That's when we do our Dragon Drive, our Built for Dragon Drive, sponsored by Sweet Patina, and our Howard's Cam comedy segment, which is memes and stories found from around the community, which will be, uh, we'll have plenty of stories coming up after Drag Week. And we probably have some from uh, from Nostalgia Nights over the weekend. So I want to say thank you for watching tonight, guys. Appreciate it. Again, we'll be back next week, next Wednesday night, live at 8 a.m. Eastern. And we're working on a couple different guests, so it should be a lot of fun then. And uh, Eric, you got anything else? Nope, I think you pretty much hit it. We will see everybody Saturday morning. Cool. See you guys.